You want me to Am introduce myself to first? Well, when I'm I, supposed to start. When you said, you say go this time, I assumed you would start first. Okay, but then but then you were like, I have a thing I, I want to say. Say go, but say it aggressively again, because I'm going to be really cool about it. <laughs> Ready? Go. 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 I'm Caroline Tweedy. And I'm Julia Tweedy. We are professional podcasters. Yeah. This is Transmissions, Transmissions from Ojuvron. Ojuvron? What is it, Julia? It's a planet we created as kids. Yep. And we discover what's going on on this planet every week. Is that yes or no? Yes. Good. And every week, we'll also discover what's going on in our own worlds. Where do those worlds take place, Julia? Where do we live, Julia? Earth. And you're really going to enjoy the following episode, which is going to start really soon, as soon as Julia says, go. Go. Perfect. Are we recording? Yes. So I was just checking the podcast Instagram. So we got three new followers. Okay. Where are we at now? Oh, that's great. I... Um, we have 1,937 followers now. That's really good news. Yeah. I can't believe that. That's actually quite exciting. I'm excited about how many horse people we've retained since changing this account over. Yes. I wonder if it even made it to their algorithm. Probably not. Okay. We got our past few posts, got like three likes. Three likes. And it's like, we have so many followers. The algorithm hates us for that. Yeah. Well, you'll notice, audience, that we didn't clap. Wait, let me start this over. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of... I almost said never before seen. And I I felt it and I... Yeah, I I know. Shit, man. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Transmissions from Ojuvaron. Today on the planet Earth, me, Caroline, and you, Julia, are in the same room. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's cool. And we have a little survey going on. My pee was clear. <gasps> Wait, I got I got to drink more water because my my want mine to be clear too. Just now, my pee was clear. To give a little context, oh, pancake has just joined us at the table. Pancake is here. To give context, there's not much context other than this morning we both said we wanted to pee clear. So essentially, yes, all day our goal, both of our goal, has been to first of all chill. Yeah, I'm on vacation. Because as Julia has said many times, and we'll say again, and we're going to coin this phrase right now. Go ahead and say it. Chillness is a virtue. Yes, indeed it is. And this is missing from the discourse. I think this is a key piece of every discourse online and in person that's going on, that people are not recognizing that chillness is a virtue. Yeah. Drinking water is also a virtue. That's true. Well, I guess now we're just moralizing, aren't we? What are virtues even? Like, like wh- in the Bible, there's like the Beatitudes, right? Are those virtues? Those are virtues. I what think. are they? Stunning I silence. Know. I don't know. I have no fucking idea. Okay, then don't curse is one. It, but but I don't know if that's more of an extrapolation. Now I'm just getting confused about what a virtue even is. 
well, what a virtue, something that in our society is held to be virtuous. So it's not helpful if you use it in the definition. Something that is considered morally good is a virtue, I believe. But what do people say? Blank is a virtue. What do people say? The actual thing? Yeah. Patience is a virtue, I think is the oh, real phrase. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I didn't even, I, I feel like that came from a deep part of my brain. I don't think I even really had a conscious thought about that before I said it. Well, we're going to come up with many virtues in the next hour special live from New Orleans. And I say live because in comparison to our other episodes, this will be live. We're recording on Halloween day, 2022. I'm going to timestamp it because we're releasing this in one, if not two days um, on or just after the day of the dead as we celebrate it in the U.S. All Hallows Day, Mm -hmm. which funny enough is a religious holiday as well. I'm sure you know. Yeah. All Saints Day. Mm -hmm. And furthermore, Halloween or Samhain is uh, Samhain. Samhain. I think it's the pagan name for the holiday at the end of October. But it is based on pagan traditions. So some Christians don't even celebrate Halloween. Yes. What's her name from the rehearsal? Yes, Angela. Angela. Angela from the rehearsal hates it. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't celebrate Halloween it's because demonic. it's demonic, and, and that is Satan I mean, worshippers. Are there's many Satan worship things happening, and Google is suppressing it because it's run by the devil. Yeah. All right. So what's going on on Juvron today? <sighs> on Juvron, everyone's just chilling. I don't know. I love that. It's a super chill day. It's actually really chill. It's not a holiday on Ojuvron because they don't have the same Judeo-Christian underpinnings of society that under which we live in the U.S. However, you know, they can still have a good time. It is a bank holiday, though, currently. On Ojuvron. On Ojuvron. This is why everyone's chilling. Like, no one's at work because it's a bank holiday. Are you ready and willing to answer some questions about the banking system on Ojuvron? Somehow, I think you knew I was going to ask you that. I didn't. I didn't know you would ask me that, but I'm happy to answer some questions. Sure. Now that we're here, IRL, there's much more of a a flow and a rapport here. Yes. What kind of currency is on a Juveron? Is it physical? Snails. (laughs) And there's no, there's no sort of credit card, debit card. No. You have to carry snails around with you. A satchel of snails. And okay. you do have to feed the snails. Oh, because they're worth something. They are worth something. They are and valuable. You, you do have to take care of your snails. And it's like, that's kind of part of why, you know, there aren't super mega wealthy people. Yeah. Or, or crabs or there's no right. people. People. I mean, pe- here's, there's another question to be had there though, because people, people is a flexible term too. People doesn't necessarily mean human beings. It could just mean beings. Okay, so as we're using it, let's clarify our own meaning here. Yes. So before we speak about our as representatives of this planet. Yeah. So there aren't any billionaires on Ojuvron because Thank can you imagine taking care of all those you. snails? Like you need to. <laughs> like your level of wealth is only like there's a, a cap at how many snails can you take care of yeah. on your own. 
are there certain snail types that are more valuable or is it just kind of like a, a level general currency of snails that it's like three snails to blah, blah, blah. Or is it like, if you have one big snail, is that a big deal? That's a really good question. I think <sighs> I'm moment thinking of thought with my burp that there must be, okay. That's kind of like interest. You know what I mean? Oh. Where it's like the larger the snail grows, the more it's worth, which is like why there's so an incentive life. to save. Life is worth money. There's an incentive to save. That's yeah. a great point. Mm-hmm. We're out here defi- devising bank systems. What other podcast does that? What other no. podcast does that? Well, uh, you know, I'm ready Maybe to start planet money. Ruthlessly <laughs> planet money. I'm ready to start ruthlessly promoting this podcast, i.e. making cute little videos. Yeah, we got to make cute. But today we we aren't taking a video. Maybe we could take like a 10 minute video or something when we're really on a roll. I I don't know if that will disturb our roll. While we're together, make a TikTok. We're just like, hey, you. Yeah. Listen to our podcast. Yeah. Go go for it about that. Okay. Well, that sounds good. That's just a thought I had. We don't have a good. We don't have a TikTok for. Never before seen. Damn. <laughs> Why are we both living in the past right now? I don't know. For those who don't know, Never Before Seen was our first podcast. We have one episode out on Spotify. We're going to come back to it. We are. I'm sure we are. We're doing many artistic projects. If you were here, listener, and you looked at this table, you'd be like, yeah, they're rolling in ideas and they're rolling in creative talent and they're rolling in scraps of paper. Yeah. The scrap of paper Receipts. right here says... Nat Geo's. In three weeks, he may be dead. Mine says, I have one. American capitalism is so feeble. I did get that from a socialist magazine. I didn't stitch it together myself, but it is is there. What are some things that we see? I mean, let's let's get physical for a second. Because we're not doing the video, let's just go around. I mean, we got a few. You're saying we're not doing the video as if we've done anything with the video. No, so far we've done nothing with the video. Okay. Is it that interesting? Is it that interesting to watch us? Do we have more than five listeners? No. Don't? No, we don't. At this time, we don't. At this time, my therapist has listened to the first episode and she seemed to want to continue listening. Okay. And I... Is that a conflict of interest? She told me specifically that if I... Like, she asked me about the podcast. Okay. I told her what it was. And then she was like, if you ever want me to stop listening, I will stop listening. Just tell me. So I'm in a place where I'm like, she can listen. Yeah, she's chill. But at the same time, I'm like, I am aware that she listens. And it does. It it doesn't really alter what I say. Yeah, I think you've said that before, too. And you're sticking by it, obviously. Yeah. What I see on the table, I see a couple of postcards, a birthday card, an orange about two thirds of an orange that I didn't eat yesterday along with the peel, Mm -hmm. a box that formerly housed magic mushroom chocolates that's been cut away because I'm using part of it to make the collage, uh, snack wrappers, old pages from old national geographics, a huge Lisa Frank sticker of an orca whale. I'm really really interested in that i don't know what i'll ever do with it i've had it for years at this point and this I don't is know. your this That's is my your stickers. picture stickers yeah where'd you get yes. them um i believe my ex-girlfriend gave them to me wow uh from the from some art class some, someone was giving out pages of lisa frank stickers you gotta use that orca 
I know. At one point I used the, like on a former laptop case, I used this other big one you could see is missing. It was a pink dolphin. Really iconic. Really wait, is iconic. it? It's not the current laptop case? Oh, wait, no, it is. It is. It's rainbow. Yeah, it is. It's my current laptop case. So I guess I've had that shit for so long at this point. Pancake is also here. I see her. She's sitting on my office chair getting all cozied up and snuggled up. In New Orleans, it's like 69 degrees. Has been for days. And that is winter, if I've ever heard of that. Yeah, I don't even want to think about the temperature in Rhode Island right now. Have you been enjoying the weather? Yeah, I have. It's super nice. I'm wearing shorts right now. I still want to go for like a walkie or something after. I definitely go for a walkie. A little walkie around the bayou. For a second, I was like, oh, we could bring Pancake. But no, Pancake is Pancake. in stinky jail. <laughs> Pancake is in stinky jail for the time being because she had a great escape yesterday, hopped the fence into the neighbor's yard, and was was gallivanting among the bamboo forest. I'm, like, really impressed that she could hop that fence. She climbed it. She climbed it. With her claws. Okay. So little does she know, but we're also getting claw tips so that she can, first of all, stop scratching out of pizza. And second of all, stop scaling wooden things, which I didn't know was a, a pastime of hers, but apparently it is. Yeah. Stinky jail. She's my best friend. She's in stinky jail. That's okay. I don't believe in incarceration. Okay. Yeah. So, maybe so why then, is she in stinky maybe jail? Maybe I then? have to rethink. Maybe I have to rethink my, my own, you know, am I applying virtues that i don't believe i don't know okay so we know what's going on in the juveron we've decided that in order to have an orbital around a central notion we are going to base each subsequent episode of transmissions from o juveron on an inside joke that we had as children or any time up until now uh from this for this week what is our inside joke? The inside joke is as follows. Hey, just checking in on you, just making sure you're okay. Are you okay? Okay. Hey, just checking in on you there. Uh, just making sure you're okay. You okay? Okay. Hey. That is not part of the joke, unfortunately. Yeah, it's just no. part of my illness. But essentially, this joke came about when we were probably... I was probably like eight, you were five mm -hmm. vibes, and we would play this game that was like, I don't know if it was one time, was it just one day or did yeah, this it was, happen? it was one day. Just one day, we were goofing around, probably summer, I guess, we could, you know, we were hanging out, and I put Julia, we were playing like zoo animals or something. I don't, I, I don't know really how it started. don't know what we were playing, to be honest. But, you know, in the, in the, in the, what do I want to say? In the established fashion of an older sibling, I incarcerated you yes. underneath a laundry basket mm -hmm. and I put you in there and I think I covered it with a blanket. You covered it with a blanket, but I mean, to be clear, there wasn't like something heavy on top of it. So I was choosing to stay under the laundry basket. <laughs> that is true. And I think in my recollection, we were playing zoo or something like that. Okay. And we had walkie talkies. 
Oh, was it walkie talkies? I'm pretty sure we had walkie talkies. So it was like you were in the cage, quote unquote, in, under the laundry basket in the dark and you had the walkie talkie, which first of all, if you had a good experience with walkie talkies as a kid, call in because I think they're one of the most fun toys yeah. that you can have. And uh, I would walk away down the hallway in our little house and I would check in quote unquote, just checking in on you there. Just like truly every like 10 seconds for a long time. I'd be like, just checking in you there. Uh, just making sure you're okay. 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 Just not waiting for an answer. Yeah. There just... was not a space for an answer there, but to be fair, I was okay. Yeah. You were okay. the whole time. And I think I got into this cadence where I would just keep saying it over and over again, like the same thing to the point that it's stuck with us to this day. Yeah. So many years later. I'm going to start back up on my collage as we're chatting too. I, I'm like, I had such a hard time with my collage that I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I have it in me to do another. Maybe the next one will come quick. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Julia, you made a collage of nature. Nature and. Nurture. Industry. Nature and industry. Um, I'm making one that's confusing even me, I think. Yeah, I'm confused by it as well. It's not, it's not what I want it to be, and I don't know what I want it to be. What do you want it to be? Oh, God. Maybe a short film? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we could make this into a short film. I think we could make my collage into a short film. Let's make a series of short films based upon collages. I am interested in that as a... As a as an idea. I mean, what do we have here? We have a piece of paper. I started this during the first ever art night on the bayou that I, I say hosted, but really I just sent a text message, including a flyer that took me genuinely one minute to make on Canva. Okay. And it said nature calls or nature beckons. Let's chill. And the, like the OG thing before I had modified it at all said nature beckons. And I just left it because I was like, this is LOL. Okay. And I was like, meet by the bayou. We're going to do crafts and stuff because I was trying to figure out third spaces. And this is a real concept. Have I told you about this? Yes, third spaces, Yeah. So essentially third spaces are a space besides your house, besides the workplace and besides anywhere where you're expected to spend money in order to spend time. We have to exchange money for time. And there are these spaces are disappearing by design. It's like parks or like, like you had said, kind of like sewing circles, but I guess that's not really a, a place that would be in the home. Right. More so. Yeah. Um, I guess a coffee shop counts because you can spend a lot of time and not very much money. Or I don't think no money. it doesn't count. I don't think it counts. No, probably not. Okay. So what else? A park. Library. Nature. Library. That's the issue that we're facing. That is the issue. The mall. Like that, that was a huge like teenage hangout spot for a long time. Trying to make it a public forum. But the weird thing is you do, you don't have to spend money to be in there, but all of the fun circulates around spending the money. And now malls are disappearing too. So I think, you know, along with the litany of constant other issues that we're, that we're dealing with because of the, system of capital in which we live and exchange goods unlike the snails of ojuveron we have to exchange currency yeah so the snails are currency though the snails oh, oh no unlike the snails of ojuveron we have to exchange labor ah for money and money for goods 
we really haven't thought out like where do you get the snails? Do you have to forage for snails? That'd be cool. Oh, maybe like maybe even like a sidewalk. That's so sad if the sidewalk is like our only third space. Mm-hmm. I feel like the only what the only free space we have is the park. Do you live near a park? Me personally? Yeah. No, right? I, I know where we grew up. There's like I guess at the high school playgrounds. Playgrounds. There's a cross country trail. That is kind of a park. That is a public space. Yeah. We've both never been to national parks. We have. Which one? Shenandoah. We drove through it. No, we went. To do what? Hiking? Camping? No, we just like walked around. Like we were on a road trip and we went to Shenandoah National Park. Oh, like we went to like the little nature thing. Okay, I do remember that. I do remember that. I think that was where we, and this is another inside joke of like the, there was a movie that was oh, yeah. about this girl and her dad going on motor a motorcycle trip and them just like crying by a bridge and being like, my grandfather built this bridge. <laughs> <laughs> they really did do that. Oh, that was very moving. Shouts out to whoever starred in or created that piece of cinema. Do you remember that Uber driver that gave us Pop Tarts? Of course. I'll never forget. Yeah, she was such a nice often. lady. Yeah. I that was probably like- one of the first Ubers I took, which is why it was notable also. Or is it just a taxi? Oh my God, it was totally a taxi. It was I'm 2013. Just- Uber wasn't even a thing. Yeah, it was 2013. <laughs> God, what a, what a time. Today, I took my first dose of Accutane. You were here for this. That's huge. It is. Totally- How do you feel right now? I feel fine. I don't feel like my lips are peeling off yet, so... That's sure to happen in the next couple of weeks. Gross. That really is a thing. I'm trying to stay hydrated. I did pee clear, so I do feel really good about that. First day hydration, great. I've been drinking a lot of water and I haven't had to pee, and that's like leading me to believe it's not going to be clear next time. Well, that means that you probably were dehydrated and now you're like replenishing. <sighs> I need to get more water. Continue to talk about your Accutane journey. Okay, sure. So I've had acne for a very long time, probably since 2013, TBH. I was... 13 I guess I was 14 at the time and you know it wasn't that big of I mean yeah it kind of like wrecked my confidence for a while and then I was just on this journey and you know I'll often go off on capitalism okay I will because I don't endorse it not that anyone's asking for my endorsement and maybe an endorsement itself is a product of capital whatever we barely have the language to talk about being outside of it Anyway, so I had acne for a long time and then I was just obsessed with like blaming my own self for the problem and just being like, I must just not be having the right skincare stuff. And then like I tried truly every cleanser on the market, like every cleanser that was available to me, including like more expensive ones, like whatever. But I also tried like Aveeno, CeraVe, the ones that they're like, there's barely anything in this, but it is a cleanser, which Hazel made me break out. Mm hmm. My cellar water made me break out. Wow. Yes. So at a certain point, I saw something that was like, don't cleanse your face, just use water. That was about five years ago. Mm -hmm. I do it every day still because that's what I found is the only thing that works to keep my oils balanced or whatever. I just cleanse with water. I don't use a cleanser. And do you use any products? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mainly, well, that's the other thing. A lot of moisturizers make me break out too. So I use organic sweet almond oil on my face cool or 
olive oil. Do you remember when oil pulling was a trend? What was what is that? Explain that to me. It's like pretty much I think that they like recommended you use coconut oil, but it would be like to put it in your mouth and just like swish it around for for whitening. Yeah, for like okay, a no, minute, I do remember that. Like a full minute. I do remember that. And I did do it for a while and I was in like 6th grade, you know? Yes. Like why was I doing well, we that? We were so young on Instagram. So true. Another thing we were talking about Instagram today and I went through and archived all of my posts except for like six. I did keep like six posts just to be like, this is what I look like if you care. Yeah. Um, but I used to be clinically, seriously, a lot of times I'll say clinically as a joke, but I was clinically medically addicted to Instagram. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I I'm would, currently in that in that boat. Yeah, it would dictate my self worth. It would dictate like FOMO. I would constantly be feeling like I'm not doing enough, even though I am always doing the most generally. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so that all contributed. And I'm sure that, to be honest, like I'm sure that my anxiety level contributed a lot to my acne level as well. Yeah, high levels of stress, fight or flight, tension. I had like chronic pain from the age of 18 to 22 until I realized that I need to work to mitigate that because it wouldn't just go away mm-hmm. on its own. I would like wake up with daily neck pain, back pain. Yeah. Without doing strenuous exercise or anything. Are we being funny? I don't know. I don't know. I'm concerned. That I don't know. Not. Let's start fresh. Hi, welcome to our podcast. We're <laughs> so chill and funny. We're really funny. <sighs> hey, we're both professional comedians. I'm a comedian student. Um, how do we be funny? Okay, start with one. Virtues of being funny. Number one, always try to breathe when you are talking. Breathe in as you speak. And when I do that, I find that I have better delivery. Virtue two. Don't think about it. Stop thinking forever. Seriously. Don't. It's it's not only offensive, but it's inappropriate. To be thinking at a given time. Yeah. Clench every. Oh. Number three. Clench every muscle. I want your butthole to be tight. My butthole's I mean, so tight right now. Jaw to be tight. I you can't even speak. That's how, <laughs> that's how tight my jaw is. I hear clicking in my sleep in my dreams. Does your jaw click? It does. Well, let's see if I can get it. I get where I'm like, I need to crack my jaw. Let me see if I can do it. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, I heard it. Did you hear it? it? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's bizarre. But then, okay. Do you have like a mouth guard, night guard? No. Girl, didn't you just get a filling because you cracked your tooth? It was due to decay. Okay, but I feel like you should protect what you got. With dentistry, you can't go back. No, here's the thing. With medical, you can go back. With dentistry. And with medical, you can go back. Sometimes. <laughs> I'll I'll ask for a mouth guard after I get my crown because okay it's not gonna fit if I get it now right yeah my dental journey I'm going to the periodontist again on Wednesday like a pediatric for for tooth no pediodontist I didn't say pediodontist ah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It's that's a pediatric dentist. 
periodontist. What does peri mean? Surgery, probably. Wait, I just got a peculiar. I got a text. I want to read it. A text, Julia. I don't want to scare you too bad, but there's nothing spookier than a Republican-controlled Congress. Yeah, like 75 of those texts this morning. Yeah. My name is Michael, volunteering for Seth Magaziner for Congress. If you're listening to this and you're in Rhode Island, vote for Seth Magaziner. Okay. In what world would there ever be a Republican congressman in Rhode Island? It's just scary to be. It's just scary objectively. No, but to I'm think saying about. it's a midterm election. So, like, maybe people aren't going out to vote. I'm saying make sure to vote for Seth Magaziner so that we don't end up with Alan Fung. Um, Han Fung has been running since I was like six years old. He w- was like the mayor of Cranston. Like okay. he won that one. Oh, he ended up winning. Yeah. I guess if you really just put your name out there enough, you can kind of do anything. Yeah. Cause then you're like, oh, I've heard of him. That's what they rely on. I mean, like I went to vote recently and, uh, I did, I early voted in Louisiana and I was like on the car, in the car on the way there, we were like, who do we vote for? And we had to like look it up. Like there was like a voter guide mm-hmm. and we were like, okay, let's make sure whatever. But like the signs that you see don't even necessarily correspond to who's on your ballot. Yeah. Cause I saw, I kept seeing signs for Mary Landry and then randomly our Kay Thorpe, if you're listening, Hey, shout out. Um, we've hung out like twice in my entire life, but she's really chill and she was campaigning for Mary Landry. Okay. And she was like, yeah, you should definitely vote for this person. So we looked at our ballot and there, she was not on there. Because I think because it's gerrymandered, our congressional districts like don't just constitute like you would think like one district would be like New Orleans area. Yeah. I think it's broken up. Mm. Interesting. And I think ugh, we're getting into not funny territory. Whatever. Fucking save democracy and also do more than just vote, girl. Seriously, if the only civic action you do is vote every two years Seek treatment. That's depressing. Yeah. Sign some petitions. I don't know. Sign a petition. Go pick up fucking trash outside your house. Just do anything. How is that political? It is absolutely political. Okay. <laughs> I didn't answer your question. I just said like <laughs> it is in such a tone that it made you not want to ask another question. Yeah. That's how political debate works, really. No, I don't know. Wait, it's I'm going to go pee and I'm, I'm going to tell you whether or not it's clearly... <laughs> It's a radical act to pick up plastic because it's like, we're not supposed to care about the world, right? On Lundi Gras night, which is a night, it's a night before Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras, where the veil is very, very thin, especially on Frenchman Street in New Orleans, Louisiana, USA, Earth. I met this woman who I can only describe, and I have many times described, as a boss-level Miyazaki villain. Because she came up to me and my girlfriend and said that we looked fabulous and she was this old lady and it's like, me and Nat will talk to anybody, right? So we're just talking this lady up. Then she said, gender is such a first world problem. Pronoun, like, if you think that you want to switch your pronouns or something, blah, 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 it's completely switch. And she starts saying this, this like whack shit. And then we were like, wait, who are you? What? What are you talking about? I, I disagree with you, you know? And she's like, I grew up. My childhood rival was a Rockefeller. I was like, who the fuck are you? I didn't really say that. I was so shocked. The queer did not, was so shocked that they couldn't speak. And anyway, what's the point? She was like, isn't it marvelous? The world is burning. 
it's all coming to an end. She said that. She apparently of the the rich upper echelon just partying away to the end of the world. So these people are out there, just so you know. These people are out there. It's not funny, okay? It's funny that she was a boss level Miyazaki villain that I, you know, I took a quarter tab and and encountered this villainous person. But um, oh, but you know what? I did get in one little jab. Uh, she was like, "Oh, your generation like doesn't know blah 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 some bullshit." I was like, "You know what's interesting about my generation is that we have class consciousness." I'll leave you with that. I believe Julius P was clear. It was clear. Yes. But I want everyone to know that I make one thing clear. I've done something so brave in that on a day that I've decided I want to pee clear, I wore a bodysuit. Wow. So that just means you've been peeing more often. Yeah. How is that brave? Why is that brave? Oh, I've been peeing a lot. So you just have to keep doing it and undoing it. Doing it and undoing it. And it's like, okay, here's something about me. It's like, when I notice I have to pee, then like immediately it's urgent. I don't know if that's... That is similar to me also. Okay. Probably from holding it a lot. Me, yeah. I just need to like strengthen my pelvic floor. And I think like, so. I don't know Number do one thing that. you can do, stop sucking in. I don't suck in. Oh, well, I did for years. That's all I'm saying. Oh. I didn't, I didn't realize it. Wait, let me think about it right now. Like if you let your belly out, you really relax. Yeah, I'm relaxed. Oh, God damn it. All right, let's chill. <laughs> chill for you. That's great for you. La 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 la. I did not touch my collage since we started recording. But oh, you said you were gonna collage during this. I know. I I I'm looking at Party Dog. I mean, Party Dog's cool. He was from a birthday card that my dad sent me. It's like a little pug, and then I put some rainbow felt behind. Is that felt? I think it's. Foam. I keep saying felt. Yeah, it's a rainbow foam. That Natalie purchased to make toys for Tuffy. Rest in peace. Mm. He's such a good guy. He's, he was a good little guy. Anyway, God, now we're talking about dead cats, so this is definitely not funny anymore. <laughs> we're being so funny. We're talking about our pee. We're, we're talking about our pee. We're talking about recently deceased animals. We're talking about politics. We're being so, so LOL. Funny. It's literally, we should be jailed immediately if we're being so funny. But then it's like, how do you be funny? I don't know. And right, like the second, it's like, it's like a little, it's like a little, it's like a sleight of hand trick. It's like the second you start talking about what's going on with it or trying to piece it apart, it's like, okay, then it's not because then it's austere and then it's analytical. Yeah. Can something be analytical and funny at the same time? I think so. Is that satire? I don't know. Oh God, now we're just, now I'm just asking questions about the nature of comedy. And like, rescue me. I have probably a lot of answers about the nature of comedy and I, yet I don't want to speak on it at all. Do you think that people in your classes were funny or was it like, like, I can't even think of a term besides beating a dead horse, but that's kind of it. Like, was it like by talking about comedy, is it immediately ruined or are you able to be funny in those classes? Like funny during that class, like yeah, or make you just funny to, comments or whatever. Or I guess you, yeah. Is there like did you, was there joy in the room? In one professor's class, yes. In another's, no. Okay, I think it had something to do with the professor. Okay, maybe I brought this up, but there was one 
funny comment that I almost made in class and then I didn't and I really regret not Fuck. making it. Okay. That, isn't that always the case? Voice it now. Yeah. Okay. So my professor goes, what is an affect? And I wanted to go, my therapist says I have a flat affect. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty Thank good. you. But then it's like, well, now the moment's passed. And how Far am I passed. supposed to use that? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I could write it into something. I think you should write it down. Yeah, probably. I'm like trying to write and like, and I talk about this like every week. Trying okay. to write and being like, you know? Yeah. I feel like you are writing a lot, though. You're having a lot of ideas. That's the other thing. It's like, is writing writing funny? I mean, like, I write shit down and I'm like, oh, this is hilarious. And then I try to share it and I'm like, okay, crickets immediately. What I'm saying is like, so like, I don't know. I'll, I'll like write in a notebook, but then it's like, that doesn't feel like writing. You know what I mean? Do you understand what I mean? I know what you mean. Well, that's like we were talking about spending money, physical money versus the debit card. Mm hmm. Why does it feel more real when it's on a computer? Because the, the amount of money in your bank account goes up and down. That's what it is for me. Yeah. But with the writing, it's like, just because it's a Google Doc, I think that makes it less real, to be honest. Okay. But, okay. Where in a I, real sense of real reality. No, I definitely get that. And like, I have been like, here's the thing is like, I've been writing, but then it's like, what is it even? <laughs> Where it's like, I don't like, okay, when you, when you sit down to write, like you just, you just start writing. Here's my first line in this one. Okay. Changing my life one hot dog at a time. Okay. I love that. That's it. So I just kind of, yeah, I start writing whatever. And usually when I feel an itch to write, that means that I have something in my head that I'm like trying to get. Okay, trying so to like, get down or that I just have an energy that allows me to write something. Let's exchange some of our first lines. This is like kind of a new notebook. Okay. You have your full one upstairs. You could grab some more. This one, uh, this one's kind of a mixed notebook too, because I have some of my like music stuff in here. Wait, I want to share this with you, but I don't want to share it on the pod because like, what if someone steals this from me? Okay. Is it, it's like too good. You've gone to one that's too good. Yeah. It's a sketch idea. Opening the world's first ever standalone. Okay, so you're telling me you're having no good ideas, and clearly that's a fucking gold mine. No, here, no, I'm not saying I'm not having good ideas. What I'm saying is that, like, when I have an idea and I write it down, like, that's not writing. Why not? Why not? Because I just, like, jotted down the idea. I didn't write the sketch. That's where I'm at. Okay, so you're so, talking about completion of projects. Yeah, so I'm like, I keep, like, having ideas for projects and then being like, well. That's kind of. That's kind of where I'm at all the time in my process where I'm like, I have an idea and then I'll like finish a project from like years or months ago, you know, because I feel like if I have a truly good idea, it keeps coming back. That's kind of the thing. Yeah. Here's the first line. My pen betrayed me today. I like that a lot. It, the next line is ink all over my fingers. Okay. I have. Today, I am trying not to wear plastic, and I am having difficulty once again relaxing my jaw. Okay, well, that's really good. Um, this is an idea for my animated show. 
Okay. Which again, like I don't really want to share on the pod. You don't have to share what the show is, but you can say. Every class has a smoke break and they all smoke weed. Like literally everyone in the class, including the prof. People bring bongs, pipes, and roll up. And then I said there should be a rolling competition. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. And then... That is kind of analytical too because it's like questioning the institution. Because there was a period of time where at schools you would have a smoke break, but everyone would go smoke cigarettes. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Like when I was in Europe, like there would be like a break and people would go to like the smoke spot and just smoke a cig. Dang. Um, here's a first line. I have a butthole surfer song stuck in my head. Love. Here's one. I think everyone is having this losing feeling these days on every scale. I mean, the people at CVS probably think I'm crazy. I think that's a really good one. Thank you. This is, conf- this is confusing. I don't think I've read this since I wrote it down. Okay, I have a. Cu- There's a couple first lines. It seems like I started over. I can feel when it electrifies. Okay. Then I have uh, the city happens outside, and I fantasize about Skyrim. The screen in the other room beckons as I pathetically tense and crave reentry. Thinking about how the writers of Mamma Mia named a character Harry just because of that line in Our Last Summer. Okay, cool. That was just a thought. What does it feel like to breathe unlovingly? I'm afraid that I don't know how to make friends. I think that's the last one. That's most recent. And it's the, yeah, and there's nothing after that. Oh, God, okay. Wait, so that's that's not like a... That's where you're at in the notebook? That's halfway. Yeah, but... Bef- that's like just your current one? It's but not before like- that, it's like... Here's notes on like I love Lucy and oh it was like a slow Fanon. Okay, you read Fanon. Fanon, yeah. Uh, you, but you read Fanon. I don't read Fanon. I had to read Fanon for a class. Wretched of the Earth. Which one? I don't know. Okay, I like Fanon. Is all I'm saying. He's a cool guy. Yeah, he actually seemed really cool. He's like kind of like post colonialism. He was like basically fuck colonialism. Yeah, he was, and, and was also cool. was like, how about Lacan? Fanon was like, hey, how about Lacan? Okay. And Lacan was like, what happens when a baby looks in the mirror for the first time? What? That's kind of like, Lacan was all about, like, he took, like, post-structuralism. Okay, this is officially, this is no longer a comedy podcast when I start explaining what Lacan is. But Lacanian theory, it was, like, post-post-structuralist theory where it was like, okay, so we understand that language is slippery and nothing necessarily means what it means because we have multiplicities of language, different syntaxes. A symbol can be represented by many different, or a signifier can be represented by many different signified or whatever. And this is all the sentence, the one sentence that I said that you'll probably teach a class on it. I couldn't teach a class on it because I'm not that familiar yet. But uh, blah, blah, blah. He was like. He was like, what if you invent a term that has no signified? Mm. He was like, here's a word. Deference was the word. It's just difference, but spelled differently. Big. Big applause, big eye roll, whatever you you take that with. But then he was like, okay, so if you have this word, like, I'm going to explain to you what the word is, but it isn't. And there's this whole, like, it's like twisty language, but basically to say, like, nothing is as it seems, but that doesn't mean, he doesn't come to the end of, like, Camus or Nietzsche and say, like, that means that God is dead or whatever. He's like, okay, so God is dead, we killed him. Yeah, 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 right? Like, we already know that. So where do we go from here, kind of? Mm -hmm. Like, expansive language and just, like, 
what is the purest recognition of yourself? And then he has this thing of like the mirror stage where it's like when a baby recognizes itself in a mirror, that is what sets humans apart from other creatures. Okay. But I know that my cat has looked in the mirror and understood that that was her. So look on was wrong. <laughs> eh. Try again. <sighs> a lot of vision trapped inside a big, beautiful head. I watched the acid rain daintily deteriorate my wood and metal goods and materials. Everything not plant side outside bends under it. The water in the air, the spin of the fan cannot stop it slipping in through the ever slightest slit. And when the old cat calls, I cannot help but answer comes from my gut or from my decency learned or inherent gender. Take your pick. Why aren't you like publishing poetry? I don't know. Sometimes I read published poetry and I'm like, this sucks. (laughs) I should be submitting places. Yeah, you definitely should. Like you have a like you you write a lot of poetry. I do. But no one seems to want poetry or maybe that's just my assumption. You could submit to even just zines. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're right. You're right. I really should. I have like whole, I mean, at this point, I'm first of all, I'm so proud of you for finishing your first notebook because that did happen. Yeah, it did. Take cred girl. Take the cred girl. It happened. And run with it. How did it feel when you closed the book? I feel pretty good. That's like 80 pages. Yeah. That means you can write a screenplay for sure. But so many of it was like, blah, blah, blah. it feels sad. Blah, 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 blah. What about this is not that? You're writing in prose. Or. Yeah, wait. Hmm. Which one's prose? <laughs> prose is non-poetry. So it's poetry and prose? I guess so. Okay, so you're writing in poetry. That feels more real. Why does poetry feel more real to you? I don't... <laughs> because it doesn't make sense? <laughs> because it makes less sense, it's more real? Yeah, I guess. But it, like, feels like real writing. Like, sometimes... Like, okay, so sometimes I'm like... Okay. Let's let's deconstruct why I feel Go like I'm not it. writing. Oh, deconstructionalism! Deconstructionalism! That's Lacan and Fanon. That's their <laughs> school of thought. Okay, let's do it. Let's Because he deconstructed language to, like, what? It's nothing. Okay, let's go for it. So... Part of me feels like when you're writing in prose, it's supposed to be like a personal essay or something. You know what I mean? Okay. Or at least like make sense and have a through line or, or is that not a requirement? When I guess you- having a through line is a requirement, but my issue is that like, I'm like journaling doesn't feel like writing. And a lot of what I've been writing feels like journaling. Okay. But then it's like at the same time, like journaling is writing. Of course it is. But then I don't know. I just keep going back and forth. Because what's it. a memoir? Then what's a memoir? I guess that's a good point but then i don't know something about like i feel sad today you know what i mean it's like okay okay like i don't know sometimes it's like okay i've i've been i've talked about that like i've talked about it enough and then it's like but then you always have different ways to say it i guess that's true so you are then what let me reframe this for you then <laughs> you are you are physically writing more than you have in your life Yes or no? Yes. You filled a notebook for the first time in your life? Yes. Okay. So, and I I am asking you these questions because I also feel this very personally because I feel the same when I finish something and I'm like, eh, but it wasn't blank. What would it take for you to finish a notebook and say, that was the best writing I've done? Would it have to be a complete story? I don't think I'd ever, I, I personally don't think I'd ever be like, yeah, that was great finishing a notebook. 
finishing a notebook or finishing like a work or anything? Finishing a work, I feel like I could be like, yeah, I'm happy with that. So finishing a notebook, that wasn't your goal. No. You weren't happy about that? That it, Yeah, it was not my goal to finish a notebook. Okay. For me, that was a goal because I was like, I want to have a body of work and that starts with having enough that it fills a book. It's just like, because I'm so much more focused on screenwriting, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I finished a short film. You know what I mean? Okay. And yet when I wrote a short film, Day Trip, my short film, because of the nature of how I work in a class setting, I wrote the complete script in three days Mm -hmm. because I procrastinated it. And I was thinking about the idea for a long time and it only took three days to fill up the like 10 pages or whatever. But I wasn't proud of myself when I finished it because I was like, okay, now I need to make the film. So maybe that's just... What I'm, I guess what I'm getting to is like, what are both of our expectations of our own artwork? If you make a collage every day and it's not that great, like for a few days, like I think a week, a few weeks ago, every day of the week, I made a piece of art. None of them did I look at and say like, I'm really proud of this, except maybe, maybe that one. But then I was like, that one took the shortest amount of time. Do you know what I mean? So I, I don't know. Is it time invested that makes art? Is it the sense of the story, S-E-N-S-E, sense of the story that makes, you know. Because I could take the poems that I have and and just rearrange them, not write anything, and it could be a book. Yeah. Is that the difference to you? I don't know. I don't know. Now now we're hitting a wall. Yeah. I'm interrogating too much. I'm like, I just, I do have a thing where I'm like, it's never good enough. You know, you know what I mean? It's just... Yeah. But also, why? Because a lot of people don't even do it. A lot of people say they're a screenwriter and probably on the daily write less than you. But here's the thing is I say I'm a screenwriter. I've not... I have not written a screenplay. Okay. Well, I, I've written... Like, I've written shorts. Okay. But what I'm struggling with is like, okay, I have all this time where I'm like, here's an idea for a thing. Here's an idea for a thing. Here's an idea or whatever. Then it, it's like, okay, well, now you actually have to sit down and like outline yeah. and like come up with who your characters are yeah like i i will like i feel like i've been like i don't want to talk about my project or whatever like it, it's it's something about the mental hospital like i've been working on this mm-hmm. film about the mental hospital and it's just like i'm at this point where i'm like yeah i have ideas for it i'm starting to get a structure okay but it's like i don't have the characters yet and then i'm like I guess I was like literally I literally today looked up how to screenwrite because okay. like I, I haven't ever like I've I guess kind of learned how to write a short film but I'm like I don't know how to write a feature film well here's my question like I have I mean I have this question too because I'm like I would broadly say I'm a writer but that's not you know if you look at my business card that's like second to last on there mm-hmm. and I think first of all as we're saying with deconstructionism, like the categories are all very slippery. And I think one that works best for me is like artist, like creative, someone who's making things because that is something that you do undeniably. So maybe it's like changing the label would even help. But in terms of like creating something, like maybe this is just the season of your life where you let it flow and have the ideas and you don't have to do a formalized structure, right? Like, I mean, that's why, isn't that part of why you're taking a break? from school so you don't have to do like completed works of Tweety right now like it's just like part of me don't is feel like pressure you're so part of me young. is like I you're want so to young. get this done before I'm back at school 
You know what right, I mean? While right. I have like the um the space to just like be this is my one thing I'm working on right now. Right. We're not being funny right now. We're not, but I enjoy the conversation nonetheless. Uh, but then it's like we call ourselves a comedy podcast. Why not? That's the thing. We're getting stuck on what we're calling it. Uh, I know. And I have this thing where, like, before I even start to write something, I'm like, I wonder how people are going to receive this. And I'm like, the this doesn't exist yet. So I need to check myself and be like, I can still like the the working. Arapita. The process. <laughs> The process is as valuable as the result, is all I'm saying. Probably someone's home. It's like... Okay, I don't want to always compare ourselves to... But it's like, what are we doing different than... Why are we not being funny? Are we being funny? Are they being funny? Come. Let's bleep out what you just said in terms of what podcast it is, when you listen to a podcast, how many times do you laugh in like an hour? Rarely. Okay. So we're doing great. <laughs> I think I've laughed several times. And he, wait, wait, wait. Laughing. And I have the final contention and I feel like now we're sitting here and it's like fucking Charlie Rose or whatever. And I'm like roasting you, but I'm, I'm really not. But you're also on an active podcast that's putting out content every week. Yeah, but people don't respect podcasts. Are you kidding? I, that was the biggest joke. Okay, I just feel like people don't respect podcasts. That is so rude. Sometimes I feel embarrassed about this podcast. You feel embarrassed about our podcast? Sometimes. Oh my god, now I'm embarrassed. No, don't I'm be bleeding out. Don't be oh. embarrassed. <gasps> I feel embarrassed about my job. No. I'm embarrassed of this podcast because it has five <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I don't even think it has well, five. When someone listens to this in a year and it has 300 million listeners, most listeners of all time ever of a podcast, we beat Joe Rogan's entire ass. Then what are they going to say? I don't know. I'm just having a day where I'm like, everything's bad. And I <laughs> fuck. I don't know. Or I'm like, you're not good enough. I mean, I do that every day. Okay. So but... I picked up a book yesterday called feelings of inadequacy and how to overcome them. Do you want to borrow that? Maybe. I think it might be time. Maybe. You're know. on a journey. You're on, on a fucking journey. I'm no on a journey. And then sometimes I'm like, I'm 20 years old and I'm working at a dog kennel. You know what I mean? That's sick. What's wrong with that? I don't know. There's nothing wrong with that. I think we live in a shame based culture too. No, because then, so, okay, here's the thing where I'm like, like jo- working with dogs is a really cool job, in my opinion. Yeah. It's just like sometimes I'm like, well, first of all, I pick up a lot of shit when I'm okay. at work. Um, I don't know. I feel like there, in my head, there's like a distinction between like what I am and like a real adult. Okay, like that's why? been a big thing for me. Where it's like, real adults have their own place, and okay. real adults have a real adult job. You know what I mean? And how much of that is like capitalism's vision of what a real adult is, though? Probably is a, a musician a real adult? Yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm only interrogating the system. I'm not trying to roast you. I'm just saying that like these feelings of inadequacy probably come from like having an expectation that your life is going to go a certain conventional way. Yeah. You know, cause it's like even working for films or whatever, it's like, yeah, that's like a real job quote unquote, but it's like, you don't have job security. Yeah. You know, you move on to a different thing every few months. I feel like I just want to write this screenplay so bad because then it's like, I'm a screenwriter. And Here's the thing. Well, yeah, then once you've written one, it's like, I wrote one. Suck a D. Yeah. At everyone. And here's the thing. Uh, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. Uh, 
tomorrow's November. So are we still are we still on for our project and can we shake on it? I'm like really not feeling good about it. <laughs> well, let's let's first of all explain it for that for that we still speak into microphones which record our every word. Um no it's called like novel November or something. There's like a challenge where you write a novel in November. And like of co- I'm not doing it with an organization. I'm just like using it for inspo. But I'm like I want to have a draft of my book done by the end of the month. That is for all intents and purposes an outrageous goal. Mm-hmm. To write a book in a month, ridiculous. But also, if you write Five pages every day for 30 days. That's 60 pages. Right? Can you do that math? Five pages every day for how many days? 30 days. Caroline, it's 150. (laughs) God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I'm a real adult. (laughs) Okay? So I'm a real adult who can't do a one-digit multiplication. Yeah, 150 pages. So that's a novella, at least. Yeah. So 150 pages is more than a screenplay. That's true. That's all I'm saying. So I'm like, you and I, if we hold each other accountable to at least writing a couple of pages every day, some days more, some days less, and then trying to finish this project or at least have a draft or at least have like a detailed skeleton by the end of the month. I think that's really cool. And it also will help us prove to ourselves that we are not only our ideas, but we do have the follow through to finish something. Cause I feel that too. And to get into a therapy for a second, I'm like, I think there's a lot of history in our family of having really good ideas and intentions and not carrying them through. And that is something that makes me kind of feel like, Oh damn, am I just going to like never finish this or something? Yeah. I, you know, I just don't want to be one of those sure. people who's like, I'm working on my screenplay like for 20 years. Right. Um, but you're not, I don't think you are that kind of person. Like, I think you have a lot of drive. Yeah. I'm, I have this book that I took out from the library and it is overdue, but like, I'm not at school, so I'm not going to bring it back. Fuck them. Um, like I'll, I'll bring it back next semester. I did the same thing where I had books over the summer. So like, it's an equal amount of time. Anyways, I can write a movie in, it's the books, how to write a movie in 21 days. So follow the book. I know, I know, I know. I started reading the book and then I was like, I can't do this. Um, it's intimidating. It's intimidating if you look at it at that scale. Yeah. I need to like start with like, okay, I have a log line. So like there's something. Okay. Um, now the next step is to like write a treatment, which I found out when I Googled how to, how to screenwrite. Right. Which is kind of uh, like a play by play of like the, ba- the big events. Right. Um, it's more like, um, Here's the log line. Here are the characters. Here's a brief summary of it. And it's like three to four pages. Then after so that like helps you to formulate the whole thing. Yeah. And then, then after that, it's the outline. And then you start. Cool. I think meditation is a big part of it, too. I don't meditate. Well, like I'm trying to think of a word that's not like rumination, just kind of like. Being with your thoughts for some level of time, because like for your project, for example. Like. I can imagine that there were like so many characters that it's probably hard to pin down like who you want to include or who's like relevant to the story. Yeah. So you probably have to sit with it and be like, here are the traits of each person that I think are important to move the story along. Yeah. Or like, here are the names of some people that will embody these traits. And then once you have that, like I think with our, you know, with redacted screenplay that we've been working on for two years, but haven't actually written the pilot on screenplay. Um, 
I think the biggest step we've made so far is to be like, here's some characters. And now we know like how they would interact with each other in a given situation. Yeah. So I think the rest of it will flow. Also reading while you're doing it. Like that's, I'm just laying out like my plan. Cause the last few days before you came, I've been like trying to figure out, been kind of feeling that pressure too. like, shit, I want to finish this novel by the end of the year. And holy crap, how can I do it? And then I read books and I'm like, I've read books that are crap. I've watched movies that are crap. Yeah. So it's like, fuck it. The pressure's kind of low anyway. Cause it's like, I recently saw an ad for she Hulk attorney at law. Yeah. Someone wrote that and probably a million people watched it. Yeah. So it's like, well, oh my God, we don't have to make Citizen Kane. We just have to make something better than She-Hulk attorney at law. That's true. Yeah. It's like, I just need to like get out of my head and write. Oh my God, the book is like, get out of your head, like the movie in your heart. Like get out of your head and let your heart come through. The movie is in your heart. It really is. It's just like, yeah. I just need to like, Kind of assess the source material a little bit more. Yeah. And just, you know, as much as you catch yourself in fear, then it's like, that's just a thought. That's not who you are. You know? Yeah. You're not a fearful person. You're a very loving artist. I feel like I did kind of like make a, a big like crack into it, you know, and I yeah. recently. So cool. I just need to keep, keep going. That's all you got to do. I think the middle is the hardest part. You've already started. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, this was our podcast. Was it comedy? Please no. write in. Please write in. Definitely wasn't. Please write in. Okay, write in. Say no. Don't, don't say no. I'm an advocate for yes. Julie's an advocate for no. Yeah. So tell me it was comedy and I'll give you a little kiss. I don't know how I'll follow through on that promise, but please, if you. Little. We'll both give you a kiss if you tell us that we're if you tell us that we're nice. If you tell us that we're nice and funny, we will yeah. give you a little kissy kissy. Sorry for being a bummer this episode. Dude, don't be sorry. Oh my guy, this was incredibly chill. I also feel like we couldn't have had this conversation remotely. I think it would have gone very differently if we were if we were remote. Interesting. I and, I, and I think when we listen back, we'll discover something about both of ourselves. Okay. And it will go out in two days. Happy Halloween. If you see a slutty ghost, say, hey, you look great. If you see a slutty vampire, say, what's up? You're chill. Mm-hmm. We didn't even say what we are for Halloween. Oh, I was Lady Gaga from the applause music video. I was Carson from A League of Their Own. Iconic costumes. <coughs> and Arepita is barking to signal that everyone is home and we're now going to move on to our next activity, which is a real life activity, a real life activity where we're going to give out candy to the youth of America, the generation alpha of tomorrow. I'm seeing that Natalie has some kind of costume on. I want to see what it is. All right. I love you. Oh, juvenites. Oh, juvenites. I love you people who are from our planet. Yes. And if you have a good name, please email us. Oh, at PM.me. We've so far gotten zero emails. When you listen back to this in a year when we're with the most popular podcast who have once again overtaken Joe Rogan and violently um, don't endorse violence. I just don't like that guy. Mm-hmm. Then you'll see. All right. Goodbye. Bye.